Welcome to your awakening. My name is Daniel Lovett, host of Sozo Talk Radio. You're about to enjoy an interview I had with, with Truth Seeker. He's a musician and a podcaster. And I encourage you to check out his website, truthseeker.com. And there are links in the description to other places you can connect with him. And to check out his book, uh, The Spirit Realm. I'm really excited to read it myself. We discussed that. In fact, we did a, a more pertinent interview regarding his his book uh, on Facebook, which I also provide a link to in the description of this video. Um, check it out. Uh, also, if you'd like to support this channel, I encourage you to do so. You can do so at uh, patreon.com slash reflectworship. And I'd also encourage you to pick up, a, um, well, download a free copy of my book, which is also available at my Patreon page. Uh, patreon.com slash reflect worship a free download of the first four chapters as well as a lot of our music that we've been releasing as well so join the team and you basically have access to all all our music and free uh free downloads of any future music we make as well as as my book uh free to all um patreons as well patrons patrons <laughs> hey thank you so much and enjoy this conversation. Bye. So I've spent the last uh, few days just researching a particular Christian mystic saint um, Maria de Jesus de Agrida, Agrida, amazing saint who lived in the uh, 1600s. That's what's up, man. There's a lot to learn from uh, some of the saints and mystics of old, especially, um, I guess we've, we've gotten so used to westernized Christianity that we think it's the uh, example or the plumb line for Christianity, but we look back at the mystics of old and they, all of these revelations and things that we're coming into, they already were doing them hundreds of years ago, you oh, know, yeah. and it wasn't yeah. just like Jesus and Paul and those guys, which are, I think, the examples. But there were other mystics throughout the years that believed very similarly to some of the things that we're getting into just because the spirits leading us. And now we're finding, oh, there's a whole philosophy about this. Other people, you know, were practicing this. And uh, it's really cool to uh, search out some of these different sects of Christianity and again the mystics and stuff that believed some of the stuff that we feel like we're just now stepping into it's brand new it's like no 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 there's some there's, there's some framework for this you know uh because yeah. other people believed it as well and there's a lot of really cool stuff that the more you dig the more you find so i would love to hear about some of your mystical adventures um derek truth seeker <laughs> for sure man and like just what uh, you've been what what's been going on in your life and, and heart and where the Lord has had your, your focus and attention and energies. Yeah. Yeah. Simplicity stuff really lately. Um, you know, the basics get spending time in worship, um, spending time in the word for myself versus to share stuff with people. Mm -hmm. And I've just kind of found it to where like I can organically share it. Like if the Lord gives me something for myself, then I can like open that up for people versus like trying to do deep studies and stuff. It's like, okay, I'm going to read these two chapters. Lord, give me something. Give me this day, my daily bread, you know, sustain me with your word. 
your word is a, a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet, you know, and, and uh, just seeing how powerful it is just to get back into the simplicity of the word and reading it for myself. And, and um, instead of, you know, cause there's times where we're teaching or we're articulating or whatever that I, I don't do that. You know, I don't get in the word daily and stuff. And so I've kind of made it a thing with this, the last couple of weeks just to get in for myself um, and really don't care what, <laughs> you know, what I get for other people. It's just like, let me fall in love with you again, just in the simplicity and beauty of, and uh, everything is just kind of amplified since I've been doing that and doing that and spending time in worship and the Lord just giving me little things and making me laugh while I'm reading. And just that, you know, just that, um, that relationship, man, kind of going back to the first, doing the first works, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been big for me the last couple of weeks. And, and there's been things in my life, I think that have happened and I want to get set straight or whatever. Cause, uh, that's kind of led me back to that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I hear stuff in my community or see how people are going astray or there's no emphasis on the work of the cross or the basics anymore. We're all far out. We want to travel dimensions and <laughs> go to heaven every morning. You know what I'm saying? We hear all these crazy things and it's like, man, we got to make sure that we're focusing on the cross, man. Like even talking about sin, you know, being sin conscious, like mm-hmm. that, that there's a reason like, there's that that Jesus died for our sins man like the and there's a wage for sin there's bill collectors and demons and entities that come to collect that's what for for your sin they hear for like retribution and things and uh and it's a natural order but it's like just being conscious of man he paid my sin debt you know what I'm saying and that through him and the work that he did on the cross for me and for all of us you know this is what brings us into the beauty of the gospel that we our sins were pardoned and as we, you know, were our sins were, you know, as as red or scarlet as crimson, he's washed us white as snow, man, and just kind of reminding ourselves about the first works, you know what I'm saying? And it's just been so beautiful for me and opened up even greater levels of worship and just a lot of tears and stuff, man. I just, I cry a lot, you know, in, in his presence and talking about things that are uh, really close to me and, and close to his heart too, you know what I'm saying? And so... Um, I've been vigilant lately, man, because we let, you know, stuff get, creeps in, man. You know what I'm saying? Complacency creeps in. Religion oh, yeah. creeps in. Even when you're working to distance yourself from religion, you find yourself operating under the religious spirit and dogma and being a Pharisee and things like that. So just being vigilant to uh, to be in his presence and, and have a now word for yourself and then just being open and or honest. And that kind of transcends and, you know, the messages relate to people in your community and stuff is going to come out organically. So that's where I've been. And that's been a beautiful, you know, literally like just feeling this presence, man, and, and worship. And, you know, oh, yeah. one of the scriptures that's really been deep to me though, is I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, you know, better is one day, uh, uh, um, one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. It's, I'd rather be a doorkeeper and just thinking about seeing myself almost changed my, it was so deep. I want to almost change my Facebook profile image to a doorkeeper, just somebody just holding the door open, man. Let me just open the door for people. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying I don't have to have, just let me be in your presence, man. It's such an honor. And it's just so beautiful. Just, uh, that it's better than to, you know, to, to dwell in the tents or the castles of the wicked, man, you yeah. know, and just, uh, just fatuated. I just want to be a doorkeeper in your house, Lord. 
and just kind of welcoming into his presence and just, it, I mean, it make, it's its own mystical experience in and of itself, but it's a daily thing. Now it's not like leaving my body, going to heaven, angels coming in my room. You know what I'm saying? All of that's going on in the spirit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as far as just like it being really practical, man, it's just so awesome. Yeah. I had a, a moment of truth even today where I'm just like, Lord, I'm, I repent. I had tears too. I repent for ways that I've, I've highlighted certain mes- certain aspects of your message and kind of dismissed others. Yeah, yeah so for sure. I've yeah. found that I've I've done that, especially when it comes to reasons for him to be angry. I don't want him. I don't want him to be angry. So yeah. I'm gonna highlight everything but his actual anger about well, things. It's a you know what it's a now word because that's kind of where I've been. You know. Yeah. I think all of us kind of going through something similar. So. That's what it is. And I'm coming yeah. back to that. And I, I actually found it in the, in the writings of Mary de, uh, Mary de Agreda. Mary de Jesus de Agreda, Agreda or something. Anyway, in her writings, Jesus is, is revealing these things and saying, yes, I, yeah, I'm angry about these things. But you know what? I, I, I'm in spite of all that, in spite of all of your sinfulness and, the, the, you know, just the loathsomeness of it, I'm coming down to open ways for you to meet with me and bringing revelation that you guys, you don't, you don't really deserve, (laughs) you know, but he's like, okay, but here it is. It's interesting though, in her book, you know, and I, and I, and I wondered about this for years. I, I, I've known about her writings, this, this mystical city of God and part of her writing uh, highlights like the history of Mary in particular, there's a lot of Mariology. And I'm, and I'm thinking this is where uh, the bulk of Catholic thought about Mary comes from. And even, you know, maybe it's been distorted into some sort of, you know, like let's make some images of her and let's do what, you know, what idolatrous people do in their um, probably of course, not Jesus intent nor Mary's intent. Yeah. I actually had a vision back in May where, you know, I encountered Jesus and Mary was there in my vision. I wasn't ready to have any dealings or conversation with her, but I saw her. I saw her there and I was like, oh, okay. You know, as if they were saying, as if heaven was saying, you know, she is a bigger deal than you thought. And, and I'm like, and so now I'm reading this with new eyes. You know, I, I had dismissed this whole book that Mary of Agreda wrote. Because it was about it was about Mary, you know. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, cringy. You know, my Protestantisms, you know, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I got a book behind me. I mean, the Mary thing is kind of weird. This and this is, uh, I actually want to get rid of it, but it's a neat book. The guy was really it's somebody I interviewed, but it's talking about Jesus and Mary Magdalene. But it comes into like I don't know if you're talking about the Mother Mary or Mary Magdalene. Mother yeah, Mary. Mother Mary. Okay. Well, uh, you know, with even with a lot of the Gnostic stuff, it's like Jesus didn't go to the cross and he um, came off it. Well, he came down from the cross and he whisked them away and he started a family and moved on and stuff like that. And so even with some of the Gnostic stuff that promotes that and maybe some people in our circle who are like venturing out into the Gnostic stuff and getting into that. And I interviewed a guy um, and that was, that was what his book was about. Jesus not going to the cross and stuff. And I was like, hold on, man. Like I gotta, I gotta yeah. make sure I set the record straight. You know what I'm saying about, exactly. you know, our, our salvation. And, and if he didn't go to the cross, then all of this is for naught. And it just, you know, and a lot of those books and things like that were created to throw people off. 
you know, to infiltrate Christianity and, and make people doubt and confused and things like that. And they build on top of it. So um, yeah. that's just something too. My wife was like, one of our friends was, uh, she read the, the, I think it was the gospel of Mary Magdalene or something. And uh, she was like telling my wife she should read it because she loved it. She was like, do you know anything mm. about it? I'm like, stay away from it. Don't even, She's like, yeah. well, she said it really helped her. I was like, well, they they deny that noble name by which we are called. Like, they it's yeah. it's a mockery of the gospel. You know what I'm saying? So just little stuff like that, man, fighting for the simplicity of the faith, and instead of entertaining, well, what if he did come off the cross? And what if he did? And you know, you start mm-hmm. questioning and all that kind of stuff. So just the the simple um, aspects of our faith too, because a lot of people are confused, bro. Yeah, You know, they don't know the simplicity stuff. They can tell you how to travel to heaven, but they don't know why Jesus went to the cross or, you know, what, what he died for and what that won them and what victory they have. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the elementary stuff. They got the, the far out stuff. You know, it's like they feel like they've graduated, you know, from uh, the simplicity of, of the first works and stuff. Yeah, or even beyond the Bible. I had a, a friend who was in a situation like that. Um, perhaps under some deception who, who said, yeah, you want my Bible? I'm not going to need it anymore. I'm like, what? Not going to yeah. need it anymore. Are you kidding me? Uh, the word of God is precious. I, I, I highly value it and we should honor it as much as Jesus did. Don't you think, you know, and he had the utmost respect for the, the Holy scriptures and validated them uh, to the very tenses of words. Like this is a holy book. And there's, there's so much in, uh, in there for us. And of course, it is an introduction to the living word. That's the important thing. You know, Jesus, uh, Jesus said to a group of Pharisees, you know, like you search the scriptures diligently, thinking that by them you have life, yet they are that which testify of me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So we have to we actually have to come to Jesus, and he's the living word, the, the word incarnate. You know, this word, you know, as John introduced him, right? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That word logos was so packed with such meaning. I don't know if you know this, Derek, but, but like there's this Bible translator, David Bentley Hart, who took a look at that and he said, I had to leave just logos as it is. I couldn't, I couldn't translate it as word because there's so much packed into it. I mean, he said, he said the closest thing uh, that he could come with, come, you know, come up with in the world to that would, touch on what that encapsulates, what the logos is really hinting at would be the word Tao. And I was like, whoa, because I'd actually, you know, looked into Tao and what that, what that was all about. And, and I have an idea of like what it's hinting, what that is hinting at. And then, so to say the Tao has incarnated and became flesh and dwelt among us, the Tao, the very creative force, the one through whom all of creation came, you know, this is emphasized in John one. Hebrews 1, Colossians chapter 1. Everything was made by oh. him and for him. Oh, yeah. And he, here, he, the source of all creation is the one who, who displayed his love by laying down his life on the cross, dying a thousand billion deaths, you know, and it felt hopeless. I mean, I've, I've gotten some intel from near-death experiencers who've seen like the grave side of things, you know, like this hopelessness that he felt even after he died. And like the taunts of the enemy in that in that state, and how he's quoting Psalm 16 to himself, you know, and rehearsing that in his mind. He'll not leave your holy one in the grave, you know, and this sort of thing to comfort and encourage his own soul. 
you know, because he came into this place of forgetfulness too, <laughs> just like we all do. We all incarnated into a place of forgetfulness and Jesus did too. And he had to be reminded from the Holy Scriptures, like, this is who you are. You know, reading about himself, like, wait a minute, I was born in Bethlehem. Oh, you know, you know, like how did that all transpired of him coming into the awareness of who he was? Like, wow. And, and then we, have, we're, we get to have the same journey coming into the awareness of who we <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah, I know, right? And that's the, the thing that makes it interesting, too, is like you find out that, you know, the Bible's talking about you. And yes. I think Jesus came to that revelation as well as he's teaching in the synagogues. And he's like, I know everything we just read is talking about me, right? And they're like, blasphemy. Just like when we say it now that the word is talking about us or the allegory in our life and things like that. People say the same thing, blasphemy and rip, ripping their clothes, you know, raka and um but that's it, man. It's just, it's it's the most powerful book on the planet. Um, it, it has the ability to, you know, do surgery on your heart. You know, God knows what you're thinking, what you're going through at, at any particular moment. And you can get into the scriptures and it will reveal that, man, you know. And it's the only only book that'll do that because it is the living word. It's, you know, we have Jesus is the word that was flesh. The Bible is the written word of God. And, um, and you know, we get to experience the breath of God, which is his spirit. And it's, it's all it's animated through that. And it's that song and dance. And there needs to be an emphasis on there because of people, you know, like you said, you've got friends who are saying, oh, I don't need the Bible. And, you know, and it's written on my heart or whatever the case is, or Jesus didn't even take the Bible with him. And you hear all these different things. And so people talk about, you know, being grounded and we just need to be grounded and stuff. And it's like, yeah, we need to be grounded on the word, you know, cause he's not going to do anything outside of his, his word. His word is forever. He sent forth his word to heal him. Like to, to people come up with all kind of crazy belief systems and uh, stuff that's out of this world. And we serve a God who is out of this world, but you, it can definitely be uh, searched out through the confines of the scriptures, you know, cause there there's, it's limitless you can devote your your life to studying one one of those books and just the layers upon layers upon layers of revelation that's talking about so many different things about the human experience and the human journey and your personal journey where you are you know what i'm saying just the layers upon layers of it and uh and for us to get bored with that or get tired or think that we don't need it anymore you know i don't i don't think that's what uh the lord wanted you know so we start allowing other things to happen with other philosophies other ideas that are contrary to the word and, and, you know, quite frankly, a lot of stuff that God hates, you know, we become infatuated with things that God hates. So we try to pardon things that God is like clear. It's like, look, you ain't been in the word. You're forgetting. Yeah. You're forgetting that I don't like this stuff. You know, yeah. you're falling in love with my enemies. You know, we talked a lot about it last night on our school of the mystic session and um, got pretty fired up talking about it. And I, I do, man, because we just grow in revelations of that. And it's part of our journey too, and our experience, you know what I'm saying? And um, making sure that we, you know, really believe what we say we believe. And because there's yeah. a lot of people who, I mean, we've been in this thing for a while. There's people who have come and gone, you know, through Christianity and through the gospel and great preachers who are now, you know, they were just in sin or they don't believe anymore or they allow things to come in and, you know, we got to have a standard, man. You know, God's holy, bro. Yeah, he is holy and we are infants and dullards. That's what they, that's what they told me. Like when I met the host of heaven, they, they nicknamed me the dullard. And mm -hmm. they, were, they, they said, Daniel, you don't have anything to contribute right now. 
You get to observe and participate and learn and grow. You are a baby. What do you think you have to offer? You know, like we're, we're among a host of holy ones. And yes, we are a holy one too, but we're in an infant stages of it, you know? And I, I like what you said there, because what, what do we have to say to, uh, that could communicate anything about this holy one if our minds are not marinated in the word of God, in scriptures, in the scriptures, unless, we're, unless we too are holy. You know, the Bible says, be holy as I am holy, right? And so we, have, we take that to heart and we're, we're like, well, what, what do yeah. we fix our eyes on? Is it Jesus yeah. or is it Netflix? Because Netflix has its own agenda. And who's, <laughs> under whose power is it? Is it, is, it an, is it an extension of the kingdom of God? Mm, you'd have a hard time convincing me yeah. that anything well, on there. The, the scripture says, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And we don't hear about those. those you talking about a, a spiritual experience. Like letting a holy God come down with His presence in the in the in the, in the um, uh, circumference and realm of sinful men, and having His weighty presence show up that you can't even stand. You just you glued yeah. to the floor. You can't even look up because His presence is so strong. And but it's healing. You know, yeah. it's 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 emanating to you and through you. And you know what I'm saying? And His holiness, bro. Let's have an encounter with the holiness of God. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And um, I've really been really big on just lately, just wanting to to get back into his presence and focusing on Jesus because we've started focusing on other things. Like I've got tons of angel ex experiences and things like that and other beings that are lesser, but it's like they, they don't hold a stick to uh, to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Or having a personal encounter with the king of the, the universe, man. You know, the one who holds the fabric of time and reality and space together. He created all of this stuff and we get to have a relationship with them and, and commune with them. And he longs to show us things that if we would seek it the right way, he wants to blow our minds. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Versus looking into things that, uh, you know, he does that, that go against the word or go against you know, his character and stuff like that. Like you said, you got to be well-rounded and balanced. It's easy to become counterbalance though just only i only focus on the love of god or i only focus on the wrath of god right we have those friends who do that and they're good at what they do they're infatuated with that piece of god <clears throat> but we got to be well-rounded man and just want to see him and be moving with him and just that cloud um you know so we can really know him who he is instead of just one area you know yeah. like if someone like has a father like this there's children who have a father and they only know them as the breadwinner. You, know, you only know me as provider. You don't know me as someone who wants to take you out, just me and you and show you the town or tickle you or play with you or tell you jokes or whatever. Like this is only, you only know your dad because he provides for you. And there's so many people who only know God as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. They don't know him as Jehovah, my peace. They don't know him as, you know what I'm saying? Jehovah, my shield or my banner. And just the, different characteristics of our father that he wants us to know him in all of those aspects. And they're all a mystical experience in and of himself. Oh, certainly. And it's how the baby interacts and then experiences God. Cause that dullard needs to grow like, like this, this entity, you know, um, even though there's, there's so much, so much higher 
realms that we can experience and interact with. And that's all important too. But, and, and honestly, I wonder because Jesus, he does, he does say, I will, I will not share my glory with another, but I share it with you, which begs the question, are we another? And of course, he clearly reveals in scripture, no, you are not. You are not another. I share my glory with you. You are a fractal of me, you know, that we're all fractals of the soul of Christ, incarnations um, of him, really, at the end of the day, like it all mm -hmm. returns to source. And uh, that's just been a, a brilliant revelation from the gospel of John that I've encountered. You know, and we quoted it earlier, John 14, 20, you know, I'm in you and you are in me and we are one. And he goes on to just elaborate on our oneness in John 17. It's the major theme, like we are branches in the vine and they're of one substance, you know. Did Rumi have it correctly uh, when and he talks about us being a drop in the ocean and being the ocean? Yes, he did. Yeah, he had some intel there about that. Our oneness with God is going to be a major theme of this next great awakening and which we're in the midst of, you know, like things are shaken up with this coronavirus scare and things like that. Did it have to get to this level? Maybe for the, for the sake of some who needed the extra special care and, and the hospitals, you know, f being flooded and things like this, you know, here we are. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, a lot of people, that's the only time that, that they'll pray or seek God is when things are going bad. You know, when everything's going good, the bills are paid and all of that stuff. It's like, okay, I don't really need him anymore. I'm not as conscious of, of my need for him, put it that way. Um, mm -hmm. it's, all, it's only when, when calamity hits that do people hit their knees and return to the Father. I mean, look at what happened during 9-11, bro. Revivals and churches were slammed, bro. There was a unity in America like no other. But as soon as things kind of panned out a little bit, you know, everybody's just kind of going back and doing their own thing and leaving church and stuff like that. So um, definitely, you know, God always raises up other nations and other bad guys, as it were, to 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 judge Israel or to to uh, judge them or chastise them, if you will, that God chastises those which he's love. We're not bastards like he, we, we get in trouble, you know. And uh, he, we have to learn lessons. And um, and so definitely, man, what, what's going on with this thing and just knowing that uh, being able to see God's hand in it, you know, and hope, hoping that people will come back to him or come to him for the first time and people praying that God would just reveal himself to him and how he is provider. And, you know, a lot of people trust the government and some some trust chariots, some trust in horses, but we would trust in the Lord our God. You know, and, and um, I've been saying this for a long time. You know, I don't I don't trust any of these people. <laughs> Some we were saying last night, I don't trust the government. I don't trust Trump. I'm vote. I don't trust them. But I do trust you, Father. I trust mm -hmm. what you're doing. I trust that you're going to lead us to and through this thing and that your presence is, is great. You're going to sustain us through it. We're going to be blessed. It's going to be a vacation for a lot of people getting some time off of work. And maybe you even be reimbursed. It's paid time off. There's government's probably going to send you money to take care of your bills and things like that. There's a lot of good stuff that's going to come uh, through this, but we got to make sure that we hold our peace, you know, and not freak out and panic. And um, which everything on my timeline has just been panic. My wife even deleted her Facebook. She's just tired of scrolling and seeing conspiracy theories. And, you know, we have close friends who are getting into it, ministers who are getting into conspiracy theories. And it's, we, we, we stand for truth, man. 
We don't stand for for theories and what ifs and this and that, man. We got to hold on to truth. All that stuff is passing. You can't prove any of it. So to share it and to incite fear and 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 unbelief in people and doubt and worry and insecurity at when a time that's already people already freaking out, man. I think we're we're you know contributing to the problem instead of being the solution. God has has sent us here to be a standard, man. We are the salt of the earth, man. We're the preservers, man. The reason the Most High hasn't destroyed this place is because we're here. You know what I'm saying? Like his grace like is poured out upon his servants, man. And so for us to look at the world, see the world panicking, and then us want to panic too, come on. Like this is why the Lord raised us up for such a time as this, man, to be that standard, to be that light in the midst of darkness, to have a, a peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst while everyone's panicking. And you should panic. You should, if you read the conspiracy theory, you read all you probably should panic. I've made it a point not to, because I'm a conspiracy theorist at heart. So I can't, that's where I come from. Like I got, I got into the truth movement through the conspiracy stuff. So I don't even want to read any of those articles. I'm blocking people. I'm unfollowing them. You know what I'm saying? So us as believers, man, we're contributing to the problem. If you, if you're throwing all these crazy theories out, there's a difference between, even if it's got some truth to it, there's something about truths versus the truth, seeking after truths and trying to follow the truth of where this thing really came from. What's going on? Is this a cover up? Hold on. He is the truth. We're to seek the truth. And, and, and we get, we get sidetracked by shiny objects and things that catch our attention, but we got to put them down, man, and focus on him. Cause that's the only way you're getting out of this thing is focusing on him, you know? And so that's the only only wisdom I can give you. It's the greatest wisdom I can give you, and it will sustain you. And his presence is is awesome right now. The waters are are, are stirring to get in the spirit and, and spend some time in prayer and praise and, you know, uh, set your affection upon him. It's been beautiful. So I, yeah. I encourage people, no matter where you are with that, don't listen to the, the questions. And I mean, there's so many scriptures on this, dude. You know, it's uh, I've been posting some of them. Don't listen to conspiracies don't call a conspiracy what the people are calling conspiracy it talks about uh these endless myths and what ifs and stuff and people are identifying that you know if there be anything pure if there be anything noble anything virtuous think on these things quit Mm -hmm. entertaining the what ifs and you know all of that stuff man yeah and start start entertaining beautiful things man and that's what you'll attract to your reality beautiful what if the lord visits me tonight what if this what man come on like use the power of the secret use the power of manifestation for some blessings instead of we're using it right now for crazy panic man and that's what we're having more panic scaring people and so this is where we shine bro i concur i concur and you know with the whole conspiracy thing so a friend of mine sent me something yesterday and uh and I was like, you know what? I saw a few points of it. I saw a few truths in there. Yeah, yeah. Enough to prompt me to want to share it. I did. And then and guess what? I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? If I <laughs> share it, I, th- they're winning. Like even yeah. if even if they, you know, the shadow yeah. government, yeah, that's yep. a cult, you know, this whole David Icke thing, right? That's, that, that's what he'd been doing for 30 years. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, he's not a friend of Jesus. He's exactly. not a friend of Jesus. <laughs> David Icke is not a friend of Jesus. He might have some truths. Yeah. But like those, those, those are like, 
the yeah. enemy uses truths to distract you from the yeah. truth. Yeah. Right. And we, we know that now we, I mean, I was like, you know, how does it make you feel in your heart after you shared that full of peace and warmth and love, knowing that you're blessing humanity yeah. by sharing that? No. And as soon as we talk about any, start talking about any details of any kind of conspiracy theory, anything, people's attention is going to focus on that. So that's why we're talking about Jesus, like the logos that incarnated to take on all our sin to the cross. And was, we were, we went there with it. We died with Christ. Romans six. You know, I'm already we were, dead. They, what they going to yeah. do to me? Like every day that, 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 that I have on this earth since I got born again, like I should have died so many times. Every, every day is a blessing. I approach every day with gratitude. I got another chance to be here. I want to be found faithful and, and, and thankful for my time and my experience here, you know, and, and I really live every day like that. And, uh, and you have to remind yourself, you get comfortable, you get lax or whatever. Um, so any, any extra day that I got <laughs> I have here now, I'm just thankful. I want to make sure I'm a good, I'm a faithful steward, you know, with the talents and the things that he's given me instead of inciting mm -hmm. fear and hostility. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote peace. The Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. This is where you shine, Christian. You're a peacemaker. You'll be blessed if you can make peace, make peace between people and their God. Let them know what he's done to win them back to them, that he's dying or died to have a relationship with them. Um, and as far as the conspiracy stuff, like I've got some stuff, man, that I was I was going to put out and I, I already know it would it would get a lot of views. It's interesting it's from a higher up some audio that I have that I was going to release that only I have. And uh, I put I, so I mixed it down as an audio. I had a picture of the coronavirus and you put scary music behind it and it's real scary stuff like it, it i got chills listening to it somebody predicting what was coming and um i was like i can't put that out man i'm going to be counterproductive trying to bring peace and in in, mm. in, the, in the midst of, of the calamity and stuff like that and trying to get the focus it put the focus on other things, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of fuel the fire that's already there. So I had to, I mixed it down, but then the next morning it was overnight. I was like, I'm deleting this crap. I'm not putting this up. Yeah. So I didn't I, release it. And it's like, your mind's like, oh, views, clicks, people are, you know, coming. They'll be able to find my other work because of this, you know, and I was like, nope, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I actually, took, I took down. The, Thank you. The, yeah, I, th yeah. I took down the video that I, I posted temporarily because I'm like, I don't have peace about this. I know I'm not yeah. blessing anybody with this, you know, and I'm like, hmm. you know, we have our, our pet peeves, things that make us angry because honestly, God is angry about it. He is. But does he always want to just flaunt his anger? How is that building bridges? How is that? drawing people into the family and into fellowship god's smart about it we should be smart about it too mm -hmm. and be a Wise door opener like Thomas said. Doves, man. yeah be a not door the other opener. way around <laughs> <laughs> we're opening some portals for people to experience uh heaven for themselves and, and these and fellowship with angels and saints the holy ones the hosts of heaven wow and i know you experienced that Derek and uh, I've been experiencing it, uh, you know, more profoundly for the last nine months or so, and it's just brilliant. And not not wasting our talents too. Like I just want to, I just want to urge people, anybody who's listening to this, what has God instilled in you? What are, what are some passions and things that He's put in your heart that you can bring to the world? 
to bless it and to draw people in, to open the door for someone else to experience God, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of people who claim that they don't have enough, they don't have time to work on anything. They want to create something, but they just don't have time because they're working. Well, you got most of us have plenty of time now to to create those things and uh and and to do it. So, I mean, I'm telling you, look at the the bright side and look at this thing as a a blessing because it is a blessing. What the enemy meant for harm, God would in turn use for His good, for His glory, man. Heck yeah. You know, and and uh, it'll it'll bless us in the end. I've had so many times like that in my life where I thought. I was at my wits end or couldn't pay a bill and just God just comes through with a miracle, man. You know, he say he, 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 I had a setback, but it was a setup, man, for him to bless me and to show out that he is, you know, he is paying attention and he knows what's going on. So it's not like God doesn't know what we're going through or God, you know, he knows what we're going through, man. So he's, you know, seeing if we really believe it, like faith without works is dead. You believe when you only believe when everything's going good. You only serve him when everything is going good. But it's when times of uncertainty and calamity and stuff like that hit, again, some check, you know, but we trust in the Lord. Amen. The Lord, the I am, I am that I am. Capital L-O-R-D. Yes. That's, that's a really expansive word too. You know, I, I, I got a new insight once when I was reading um, in Isaiah where it says, I am the I am and there is no other. I was like, huh, that was really interesting because I saw it in a new light. I was like, oh, so he has the totality of all that is really is what he's saying. You know, I am, it's basically that all in all statement, you know, God is all (laughs) and in all, you know, that all of creation is expression and extension of him. Wow. And of you too, by the way, (laughs) because you're, we're one with him. And this is like, this is the contemplative non-dual mind and consciousness you know this Hero is israel the lord is one yes yes he is and we're one with him we're you know it's like the, all the billions and trillions of souls in his body all of the cells it's one with him it's it's part of him it's a fractal of him as i like to say i don't know not a yeah. fracture uh, not a fracture of him because you are complete in him you know, and, and we do rely on each other and that's how it's always meant to be. You know, we're not never an island or independent of anyone else. We're interdependent on all the cells that surround us because they're supplying the, you know, the blood and the life and the, the messages from the mind. Christ. Yeah, know, we're seeing all- it a lot more now. I've been focusing on that a lot. You find out with um, a lot of these different sects and cults and Christianity and Hey, stay away from those guys, man. Those guys are there. Stay away from them. Don't listen to him, you know. And there's some wisdom in that. We got to definitely be tactful with it. But um, but to understand that, like, we're a body, man. Like, there's certain people that uh, are are better at certain things than than we are, right? Yeah. There, there's people who are gonna, you know, explain the cross way better than me. And I think you should go listen to their view on the cross. But when it comes to meditation, there's somebody else you need to listen to about spending time in the presence of God and meditating and casting your cares and when it comes to ecstatic worship and, and um, you know, some of these movements and some of these different mystics, like they all, all of the denominations, they all hold a piece of the truth, a piece of the puzzle. They're a part of the body, but they're, they don't, they're not the end all of it all. And so when we understand that, I think God set it up like that for a reason so that we wouldn't get into man worship so that we would um, 
seek him and know that he uses everything and everyone. And it's, it's been really cool. And to see that we're, we're really shifting into that and pulling people out of that because it gets culty real quick. The moment that like memberships are involved or teachings or you can only listen to my teachings, don't listen to anyone else but me, don't listen to their view of this, listen to my view. And it's like, look, once you start seeing that, these people are like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here, you know, um, versus people being a part of the body of Christ and here a little, there a little, and we're all on this level playing field you know what i'm saying uh versus trying to get members or tithers or whatever the case is like that's one of the big things that i will speak against and call out and i'm lax on a lot of stuff but um i'm dealing with a lot of like because we rub shoulders with some of those people and um i deal with a lot of their members who leave and they're like you know trying to rebuild and they're like trying to unlearn things that they've learned and sectarianism and stuff, even in the fringes of Christianity where we are more open and we are apt to talk about things that the religious sects won't talk about, you know what I'm saying? But it's like finding that camaraderie and and love and versus the gossip and the backbiting. And anytime that you try to shoot somebody down, it's really only to try to build yourself up. You know, this ego, this egotistical fleshly, minded thing that's you're going to lose supporters or subscribers and stuff like that you know a lot of that we're still dealing with and there are most of them are probably feel like they're gatekeepers to this thing because a lot of them were forerunners that opened up for people like us to even have the conversation or whatever the case (laughs) is you know so they feel like they they're uh entitled to uh to some of that kind of stuff but they feel like they're entitled little realizing hey i've been on on my own journey with christ and we have an anointing that teaches us and we have no need that any man should teach us no mediator between us and god except for the lord jesus christ at our good shepherd none of these none of these people trying to step in there are our good shepherd you know and that's dangerous and that i i I want to empower people. And Jesus certainly did, you know, even with submission to authority, you know what authority is in the scripture, it's influence. So we submit to each other's influence. We're submitting to one another in love. But if somebody comes along and tries to dominate anything, (laughs) my gosh, wolf in sheep's clothing. I don't even know. I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't call out a lot of stuff, but, um, and I don't even have to call names. If you know that the persona, that that is and 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 because i'm aware of that and i've been a part of the, those things i know what not to do to mm-hmm. even do that and i even if you find yourself as a leader getting jealous or getting you kind of you're able to check it so that stuff doesn't mm-hmm. take root because it took root in those other people you know yeah because yeah, i've seen the same thing I, exactly what you were talking about like they feel entitled like oh you were you were my disciple and now you think you've elevated beyond me and well, I'm here oh, yeah. to tell you, you know, I've, I've listened, listened to videos of these guys on yeah, YouTube saying that, yeah. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. There's just little stuff that's coming out. Like, hold on. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. Yelling at people and it gets real culty really quick, man. Especially when money's involved for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, too, like we, we need to like, I know I need to pray about just having a healthy attitude about money and a healthy relationship with money. Because I'm like, you know, I read Jesus words, blessed are the poor. And he literally meant poor, you know? So like, and he says, he's humbled the rich. Like they're in a humbled position. And I'm like, okay, how, how should we be even viewing this to begin with a, 
But then, you know, you see greedy people like seeing this, that's even a judgment in my mind. Like I'm looking at somebody and I'm calling them greedy. That's a judgment that I know the Lord needs to deal with in my heart. Mm -hmm. Like may we, may we be dealt with me, dude. Yeah. Dude, I come, I come from the slums, bro. I come from the trailer park, from the ghetto. And I had an ungodly view of rich people, you know, and, and, uh, and I, and there there was a point where we were openly speaking against the prosperity movement years ago. It's been, this is like 2006, seven, eight, nine. Um, to the Lord had to humble me and I met some rich people who really blessed us and found out that they were regular people, you know, and I found myself eventually like being friends with homeless people, like really good friends. And we'd get together and hang out and I drank a beer with them. Mm-hmm. And then I go drink a beer with millionaires who own private jets and companies and, and stuff. And it's like, man, like everybody puts on their pants one leg at a time. And the Lord really used some of those people in our lives to, to, to break down this all, all rich people are greedy, they're stingy, they're stuck up. And, I, and it's like, hold on, now we're like, you know, l- the Lord had to humble me. Again, like those scriptures about the the poor, like I had all, I had, it was a poverty mentality as far as like, I, I um, had all those scriptures highlighted about how God wants us poor. Like I literally thought mm. that you're supposed to sell everything and and go live in the woods. And I knew people who did that and they're ministers and they live in the woods, man. And they come out to preach on in street corners and they go back to the woods and they, they eat by finding coupons on the ground for free hamburgers. And it's a miracle. God meets their need for the day with, with coupons. It's far out. It's mm-hmm. their level of faith. That's where God meets them at, but it's, it's unbalanced and it's mm-hmm. not true. It, be, it becomes true for them because they believe it. And so just be, like, I thought that all rich people were, um, stuck up. That was my truth. And every rich person I met, I had a preconceived notion and a judgment that wasn't true. And the Lord had to break me down and teach me the, you know, the real way and, uh, you know, how to use money and money as a, a resource and things, man. So like I said, dude, I had, uh, we used to preach against money, dog. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're going to be destroyed with your money and, and, and your, you know, it's, this is their kingdom and there's some truth to it. This is the rich man's kingdom. This is why they're fighting to hold on to it, because when Christ comes back to set, set up, establish his kingdom, they got to give up their, their, and that's the whole battle of Armageddon, the mm-hmm. kingdom of this world fighting against the kingdoms of, of heaven, of space, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, man, having a right view of money, you know, and I had to learn that I got songs, you know, oh, I'm kind of, I don't say ashamed of them. I just, they're just rebuking the prosperity movement because mm. there's so much nasty stuff, even especially with the prosperity movement that can't like greed, the greed stuff. And those who seek after money will never have enough, you know, and um, there was a, a big part and I was real vocal about it. And uh, so I, there was a lot of people who probably still think I hold to that belief, man. And that was like in 2009, bro, you know, and they probably still think that I'm, you know, th- that kind of person, but God has done such a work in me over the years and, and, and blessed me and my family and, you know, given us responsibility with finances and money and things and, and been able to bless people and open up doors. And, um, it's when you have that right view within yourself, you know, that God can trust you with it. If I if you can, if you could be faithful with the few, he'll open up doors and make you ruler over more. And that goes for every area of your life of trust and, responsibility and renown and authority and platform and things like that when it comes to God, um, his hierarchy and his blessing and, and those things. So, 
Hmm. It's a matter of the heart, you know, some ministry, all of that stuff versus trying to force something open or allowing God to be the one that opens the doors for you. And the scripture says that if man builds a house, then the laborers build in vain. But if the Lord builds it, it's going to be established forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I certainly want that for myself to, to be partnering with the Lord in whatever endeavor I'm doing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I got a prophetic word from a friend of mine who I really respect, who just says the Lord is going to reward the time you're putting into this book, you know, and he just commentated on, you know, on just how succinct and how precious what he read so far of my book, The Christian Mystic was, you know, and it's like, this is something that I, I know I want to be connected with the host of heaven. I know I want Jesus and the, just the flow of heaven to be coming through this and, and getting my heart right in every aspect. And like, Hey, if there's any wicked way in me, Lord, yeah. you know, let's, let's deal with, lead me in the way everlasting. Yeah. I'm praying, you know, according to Psalm 139. So yeah. And he will, man, he'll bless it. You know, I always, I'll say like, uh, you know, um, blood, sweat, and tears is the magic elixir for, for dreams, man. And anything worth doing is worth doing right. And putting it into it, like hurt me to write my book, like it's mind and stuff out and then not coming as I feel like I would work on, on it. And I would have two paragraphs and literally probably eight hours. I'm like, what the heck, man? And it hurts. And it's like draining. It's like, man, you know, and, uh, but it's worth it, you know? that's funny it out yeah that's that sounded about kind of like my day (laughs) last few days but a lot of it is like research as well you know and and i'm just like what god's pouring into your spirit and i would love to hear about your book um just tell our listeners the name of your book and just a little bit about it give us a synopsis you can show us a picture of it i'm sure you have one a copy there i think it covers everything we've been talking about today um my book is realm angels demons spirits sovereignty of god and um it all of it especially like uh as far as the the sovereignty of god issue is the whole ecosystem of heaven and how angels and demons and other spirits operate um realm and how they influence our realm that move them so ecosystem of angels demons all of them are under the authority of the almighty of the i am they can't do anything unless he allows it and he's got these hierarchies and things like that that uh clean up stuff fulfill retribution god doesn't have to leave the throne and come down like if you do this then it kind of opens up a door or this entity in your of judgment or whatever the case is so it really paints that at the book the tea of god as far as far as like demons god using what the bible calls evil angels and things like that to uh you know to do what they were created to do now that's not just you know just all there's so many different varieties of unclean spirits and fallen angels and you know all types of spirits and i, I go into my own personal experiences with a lot of them different entities angels jesus uh angels coming out of stars and things like that and then giving you scriptural backing for a lot of the stuff that um 
most of us have either over or we didn't have any context for it. But if other stuff too, as far as like the afterlife or um, communing with spirits of the dead or spirits who have passed on or, or who have ascended the next phase as far as giving scriptural reference. I know that's something that we've kind of both been about a little bit. It, none of it's as a matter of fact. It's all just, hey, look at this. This really looks like this as an Eastern philosophy and Eastern belief and and so if we want to put Eastern lens, we have to really to Eastern philosophy and then try to interpret Christianity through lens because it was a spiritual practice before it became a religion in the West. And I think uh, not spiritual sciences that they had were done and it was borrowed from a lot of the other cultures, took our spirituality and messed it up and all this kind of stuff, and out of body travel, you know, all this kind of stuff and made packs with these other gods. But we're in a, a place now where we're reclaiming our spirit as sons of God and we're taking this stuff back. So it just gives you a lot of scriptural backing for a lot of that stuff too. And uh, different stories with demons and angels and, and things like that too. So it's a fun book. It's a book that you can pick up and read anywhere. Like you can just pick it up and just you know, these different elemental beings and owners would read about the power of symbols and signs and sigils and cursed objects and blessed objects and stuff like that. So it's a little bit of everything, like a coffee table book in that sense. You can read anywhere. Cool. Well, thank you for that. You know what, Derek? Um, we were getting a little bit of interruption with the signal here. You know what I want to do? I was kind of inspired as you were talking. I was like, I just want to like go live on Facebook and interview you about that in particular, if you don't mind. Okay. This is kind of at the tail Let's end. Do Should we do that? Go ahead and go live. Say hello yeah, to everybody sitting at home. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll stop. We'll stop this right now, and then uh, I'll I'll load up I'll load up another program, and we'll just we'll cast it live onto Facebook. Sounds good, man. And anybody listening, check out my work, uh, truthseeker.com. True. Absolutely. E-E-K-A-H dot com.